Hey all you cool alt beers and Vienna loggers, welcome to another episode of Boys Are From Martin, a women in beer podcast. On this episode, I am joined with Christina Addington, the new owner of newly Chimera Brewing Company, which was previously False Idol Independent Brewers here in Louisville. Um, Christina was the owner, is, I'm sorry, the owner of Vegas Restaurant um, that was inside the building that also housed False Idol. Um, so now she is the owner of both Vigrets and Chimera Brewing Company. So we talk um, becoming a brewery owner, Vigrets restaurant, and all things being a vegan brew pub owner. Hello, everybody. I am joined with Christina Addington of Vigrets and and make sure I'm pronouncing it's Chimera Brewing Company. It is. That's correct. Mike Chimera. Yes, has the CH in there, so I know I've heard a lot of people pronounce it Chimera, but I, I think I've heard you say Chimera. So uh, we'll get started into the questions. Uh, we'll get started, and just before we do that, can you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do at both Chimera Brewing and uh, Vegas Restaurant here in Louisville, Kentucky? Yes. I am Christina Addington, and I'm the owner of Vigris, the vegan restaurant, and Chimera Brewing Company, um, which just launched really just a couple of weeks ago in October. Yeah, so that's why I brought um, Christina on with me, because um, for people who aren't familiar, uh, Chimera took over for, or Vigris, which is the vegan restaurant, took over ownership um, that was previously False Idol Independent Brewers, um, and they rebranded False Idol as Chimera Brewing. Same brewer, just the, the vegan restaurant took over for the brewery that was inside. So instead of kind of two different businesses, now it's one whole business owned by, I believe, you and your husband, or is it just you? Yes. Well, so we have two separate LLCs in case we want to go different directions with the restaurant and the brewery in the future. Um, I tech, technically am the only owner of the brewery, Okay. Um, but I got to give a shout out to my husband. He does a, a lot of the behind the scenes work that is really valuable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then kind of just tell me why you guys decided it, decided to rebrand it as Chimera instead of keeping the name False Idol. Cause I know that can obviously, I mean, I'm sure you were aware of it before you did it. That's going to cause a lot of confusion to people. Um, what about the name Chimera made you guys want to change the name? Yeah. Um, well, the previous owners, we've known for a few years and worked with them and loved them. Um, so when the opportunity presented itself for us to, you know, take ownership and start running things, we, we definitely wanted to do that. But it was important to me that I made it feel my own. You know, if I was going to invest all of my time and energy into it, I wanted it to be my brand and to share the values that I have. Um, so the name Chimera, and I'm sure we're going to get people mispronouncing it forever, and that's okay. Um, it means a few different things. The original painting from the artist that we still use and love, her name is Sarah Tidwell, um, she did False Idol's original logo, and the name of that painting was Chimera. So it's a little bit of a nod to them. We're going to keep using her as an artist. Um, it's a, a Chimera, scientifically speaking, is a multi-species animal. Um, so a lot of our artwork is going to be animal focused. We're giving to a lot of animal related nonprofits. So that ties in. And also the alternate meaning is something that is hoped for, but is deemed impossible to achieve, um, which kind of speaks to me personally as well. 
Yeah, and you changed from, um, you know, the, the false idol logo was a fox, and you guys rebranded the logo to also be a fox with a hop. Um, so mm-hmm. you're kind of still tying in the false idol brand or previous logo into yours. Was that really important to still kind of keep things similar, or were you just kind of Chimera was the fox and you just kept it as a different kind of fox? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. As you said, we're keeping Sean on as the brewer. Um, and we, one of the reasons we made such great partners beforehand was that we, you know, we like the same sort of branding and images and we share a lot of um, values and things like that. So we were already in line there. I just wanted to make a few tweaks to make it our own. When I was originally, you know, Googling Chimera Brewing, I, one of the, one of the things that kind of confused me was there was a brewery in Fort Worth, Texas that I think originally had the name Chimera. Did you, did you guys know that that was out there before you decided to pick the name Chimera? We did. We did a lot of research. Um, It looked like they were only open for a short period of time and then um, they were bought out and the company that bought them out changed their name. Um, And that was a few years ago and they didn't seem to have developed a big following before that happened. Um, So we thought, you know, once we get rolling, there probably won't be any confusion or anything. Yeah, no, I I, I Googled it and I was like, oh no, they probably didn't see this, but I'm like, of course they saw it. (laughs) Um, So when you guys launched the new, you know, I guess you can technically call it a rebrand, a new, uh, you know, it's Mm -hmm. same brewing equipment, same space. All you really changed was ownership and name. You guys also launched um, canning. You said you guys were going to start canning and already went ahead and put out your Jinx Porter. So was that part of the initial launch when you guys decided to make the big announcement to make sure you had a beer to put out as well? with it or I guess a canning you know cans Mm -hmm. it was definitely Um, we kept a few of the beers that Sean was already brewing that we loved so much Um, we changed the names on those since we're kind of streamlining our branding process which we can talk about more later but yeah we already had been talking about what beers we wanted to start making that were going to be new for us and at least have something that we could roll out as brand new when we officially took over, which was, yeah, Jinx, the pumpkin porter. And then you kind of mentioned it earlier, and I think it's something that's really important about um, Chimera and then, well, figures. Um, is you guys, you mentioned, like you said, you mentioned earlier, you donate a lot of your profits to local nonprofits in Louisville. So can you kind of expand upon the different organizations you were supporting and how you guys are doing that? Yeah. Um, so when I decided to take ownership of False Idol, um, I love craft beer, but I also love giving back. And after thinking about it for a while, I wanted to be able to use this since it's a new brand as a way to do that and really showcase all these organizations that I care about in Louisville. Um, now owning two businesses and having a toddler, I don't really have the time to actually get out on the streets and do the protesting and, you know, so many things that I want to do. So this is a way that we can still support those organizations. So um, we're donating a portion of every single pour to different nonprofits. So when we launch a beer, it will be associated uh, with a specific, almost always local nonprofit. So that when we promote that beer, we can also promote that group. Um, So like Jinx, our first one is going to New Roots, um, which is an organic produce co-op. And it's income-based. So if you're able to, you can um, pay even more than the value 
so that they have plenty of boxes to give away to folks that might not be able to afford them. Yeah, and I think that's um, really awesome that you guys are doing that, especially in a time when so many small businesses are struggling because of virus. Um, you know, the breweries that still look ways to get back are kind of what this industry is all about. So once I saw when you rebranded and that was part of your rebrand, the whole, I think you call it uh, brewing with benefits. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really cool thing, especially here in Louisville when there's so many different local nonprofits to help. And you are a vegan restaurant. So I know you guys do a lot of, a lot with animal rights and food justice. So kind of, can you talk about different animal organizations that you're supporting as well? Yeah, um, we've got a San Francisco-style logger called Uncaged, and that's benefiting the Louisville Metro Animal Services, Um, and we've been working with them since we opened the restaurant, so this is a really great way that we can continue doing that. Also, um, our Keller beer, our light German Pilsner, it is called Sanctuary, and it's benefiting a farmed animal sanctuary that's in Indiana. And they rescue former farmed animals who have been neglected or abused or might have been on their way to go into the food system. So they get to live out their lives and be cared for there. Um, And that's just a place that we really enjoy visiting. They do educational tours. I I would encourage anybody to look them up. It's called Upland Peak Animal Sanctuary. Um, And then the collaboration that we did with Gallant Fox Um, We're donating to two other Kentucky-based animal sanctuaries um, with that as well. Topper Hill, Topper Holler Sanctuary, and Tribe Animal Sanctuary, um, who both rescue former farmed animals and really all sorts of animals from from different situations of abuse and neglect. So we love the work that they're doing, and it's just really cool that we can promote and support that. Yeah, and I will on one of the beers. So I... Because I mentioned on this podcast that I work for Gallon Fox and for Louisville Beer Week, we were partnered up with False Idol, now Chimera. But when we brewed the beers, you while we're still False Idol, but now we're mm-hmm. Chimera. But we brewed uh, three different beers, two for Louisville Beer Week and one before that. And the one I just love is the Vixen. And I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but he didn't listen to that episode. It was a uh, Vixen is a Groot Ale, which is a beer brew without hops. So instead of hops, they used elderflower, yarrow, and sweet gale is the, you know, bittering agents. And then they use a little acidulated malt to make a little tart. And it is one of the best beers I've ever had. It's unique. It's different. I mean, because you think beer, you think hops, you know, and to be able to brew a very, very good beer without hops is really, really cool. And I think, um, I don't know about you all, but I know that the brewers at Gallant Fox want to do it again with different, you know, bittering agents, different kind of, um, whatever you call them, herbs and spices and uh, try different variations yeah. of it. So if you're listening to this and you can try Vixen at either our tap room at Gal Fox or at uh, Chimera, I definitely would because when you, when you ever get to drink a beer without hops, it's, it's rare. Um, and we, I don't, I don't know if you've had this instance, but we've had people come in who said they're allergic to hops. And so usually, oh, wow. so usually they just like deal with it and drink a beer or something, kind of maybe mm-hmm. like a lighter beer that's not really hop heavy. Um, but he was like so excited to come in and get a growler or a howler full of a beer where he knows he's not going to suffer after drinking it because he's allergic. So I think that's really cool and didn't know people allergic to hops, but uh, I guess it's out there. Yeah, Um, that's great. We've had so many, being a vegan restaurant too, um, allergens, like folks that have allergens always come seeking us out because we tend to be allergen friendly by coincidence anyway. 
Um, so I didn't even think about that, but that's perfect. And yeah. yeah, I love that beer. It's so good. It's been really popular. I'm excited to do it again with some different flavors. Mm-hmm. And now, so we've talked about Vigert's, which is the, the restaurant portion of the brew pub. Um, it is mm-hmm. a vegan restaurant. Um, but I think one of the cool things about you all, I'm a vegetarian, so I frequent and I have frequented Vigert's a lot, um, is that you think of vegan food, you think it's like, salads vegetables you know you very you know greens and your your fruits and but but what you guys really do is you do food that you would see at a normal brew pub in a vegan form like you have a philly cheesesteak you have a Mm -hmm. a crunch wrap you have um pizza like loaded pizza fries or you know i could be completely wrong and i think that's really cool something because you know, even just if you're vegan, you also want to eat bar food that you love. You just want to eat it in a form that you, you know, prefer, whether it's because of health issues or you love animals. And I, so I want you to kind of talk about um, the inspiration of starting Vigrets and creating the menu that you have. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I've been vegan for 15 years. Um, I grew up on southern meat and potatoes, bacon and the bean greens, like the whole deal. And I love that. Um, and food was an important part of my family coming together. It was always, always around this big meal. Um, so when I went vegan, I didn't want to lose that, you know, that sentimental connection that people tend to have with food, especially comfort food. Um, so over the years, I just continued to try recipes that were, um, similar to the food that I grew up eating so that people wouldn't feel like they were missing out. You know, it's still Southern comfort food. It just happens to be made with plants. Um, and since we opened the restaurant, over 50% of our customers coming in there aren't vegan at all. They just like the food. And I think that's the cool thing. You can come in there and drink a beer and get some fried mac and cheese bites. And you would never know that it was made with cashew cheese and not dairy cheese. And, you know, as a bonus, you're, you're not going to feel bad afterwards. You're not going to feel as heavy or as tired. Um, so yeah, it's, we've, the restaurant's been open two years, and I, I started as a food truck a few years before that, um, and now it's a, a restaurant and a brewery, and we're just kind of excited to see where it goes for the future, and maybe we can replicate this in another city someday. Yeah, I will say, you're, the vegan contract is one of my favorite like staples there, and then the biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy for Sunday brunch are also amazing. Um, it's funny because a lot of the things you do aren't like foods that I ever crave because, you know, being a vegetarian, I don't, I don't crave like a, a Reuben or a, you know, a, a cheesesteak or, you know, mm-hmm. biscuits and gravy, but to be able to enjoy it and know it's vegan is, is, and it's good. Like it's really good. It's, it's awesome. And, um, one of my new favorites that you guys do is your kale Earnhardt tacos, um, first of all, the name is great. I have to go Kale Earnhardt Jr. because I'm a baby and don't like spice, but just <laughs> phenomenal stuff. And, you know, it's it's good food. Even my one sister, I sent a picture and she's obviously a meat eater and she was like, those look amazing. And I'm like, I honestly think you'd really like them. Like you would never think, you know, it's vegan yeah. or it has tofu. It's just, just good food. So I think you guys are changing the way people see vegan food in Louisville and in Kentucky as well. Um, so obviously, obviously being a vegan restaurant, all your beers are vegan, which most people probably think aren't beers vegan anyway, but, um, they're actually not. There's some that are probably not vegan that you don't even know about a lot of gelatin and 
uh, lactose is used in the beers, especially with your stouts. So what kind of challenges uh, do you guys face, you know, having to pivot away from some of those ingredients to make your beers vegan? We see it as exciting. Um, fortunately, most beers are already vegan, other than, like you mentioned, milk, stouts, and things. That was one of the reasons that we started. I wanted to do the pumpkin porter. It's a pumpkin spice latte um, oatmeal porter. So it has a little bit of that creaminess that you might think that you would need lactose to achieve. Um, but we just use extra oats to give it, as you know, like you would with oat milk, it gives it a creamy texture. We, we can kind of show that you don't necessarily need lactose in there to make a creamy beer. Um, so we're just going to continue doing that and kind of, you know, pushing boundaries and see what we can do with other ingredients to show that, you know, we can be completely plant-based and still make awesome beer. Yeah, and like I said, there's there's so many beers that you would, you you know, you think of beer, you think it is vegan. And I think it's interesting that actually that's not the case. And especially for people who are vegan, you know, to have just they they can walk into your brew pub and not have to worry about oh does this beer have lactose in it does it did you use gelatin in this beer you know being a vegan brew pub is pretty unique in my opinion I don't know how many there are in the country or even the world um, but I think it's unique enough that there is a place for it what do you guys think you've done so well to you know make it work in Louisville and then even in Kentucky where it's you know, Louisville's kind of its own little city, but it's still in a state, like you said, that's very meat and potatoes. So what, what have you guys done to make it work? It is. I think it's all in the marketing. Um, I've always done all of our social media, and I've just tried to be really authentic and kind of tell my personal story about why I love this business, why I love the food, the beer, so that people feel a connection to, you know, not just what they're eating and drinking, but to you as a person. And when folks come into our place, they always, we've had so many customers say it feels like they're coming home to like a family reunion. Our staff, they're all just so compassionate and friendly. Um, you know, whether you're not a beer drinker and you just want to try it or you've never had vegan food, we really make an effort to make everyone feel welcome and comfortable there. Um, and we try to put that forth in our marketing too. So what is next for Chimera and Vigrids? What's anything coming up that you guys are excited about? New beer releases, new menu items? Um, just kind of talk about what's what's next. What's what's in the next yeah, so coming out? We're going to be doing um, some smaller batch, 12-ounce canning um, right from the brew pub. And we're going to do some larger scale canning with a couple of our, our beers, um, Sanctuary, our Pilsner. And then St. Hyena, our sour pale ale. Um, we're going to put a ton of that into cans. It's been two of our most popular. I love them. Um, some new stuff. We're about to um, have an APA. And then the next beer after that, I'm so excited. We're doing a kombucha beer. Um, so we'll be releasing a little bit more info on that as it gets rolling. But here in the next month, month that should be available. Um, and other than that, you know, we're just going to get used to owning a brewery and and see where it goes. So, like you said, you, you've owned Vigrits for a little over two years. Well, two years, the actual, you know, the brick and mortar restaurant. You had a food truck before. What's it been like being a, a, a brewery owner for the past, you know, couple of weeks and then probably preparing it for the past couple of months? What What different challenges have you faced being a brewery owner rather than a restaurant owner? 
Yeah, um, well, I've always loved craft beer. Um, when I travel, that's the two things I think about when I go out of town. Where am I going to go get vegan food and which, which breweries am I going to? Um, so that's been something that, you know, has been a passion of mine for a long time. So getting to actually own a brewery, is just, I'm still kind of on that high where everything is really exciting and really fun. Um, and I have a good idea about all the different beer styles, and I feel like I've got a pretty good palate. Um, but learning a little bit more about the brewing process and working with Sean, our brewer, to come up with ideas for new, unique beers, um, I think I'm most excited about that. Are you going to have to, are you going to come on the brew deck with him and brew a couple beers with him? Have you I done that yet? To. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, I hope we do that very soon. Yeah, and uh, Vigrits and Chimera space is really cool. So you walk into the, the restaurant and the brewery and you see all the equipment to the left. And if Chris or Sean are brewing that day, you will see them in action. Why, under normal, under normal circumstances, why you're eating, I, right now you guys are not doing any indoor um, seating. Uh, they have tents outside or most of the stuff is to go. But while you're eating some delicious food, you can watch the brewers do their work behind the behind their little wall too, which is really cool. Um, and then, uh, so I usually end my podcast with uh, rapid fire and then two, question, two beer questions. So I'll name the two things and then you just tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Six pack of 12 ounce cans or four pack of 16 ounce cans? Six pack of 12. Uh, if you're drinking straight from it, a glass bottle or a can? It depends on the beer and where I'm at. But a can, I say a can. A can. All right. <laughs> yeah. An ale, oh, this is kind of more for a brewer's, but ale yeast or lager yeast? Ale yeast. All right. Uh, crowler or growler? Crowler. Sit at the bar, sit at a table. Sit at the bar for sure. New England or West Coast IPA? New England. Stout or Porter? Porter. Gosa or Berliner Weiss? Mm, Berliner Weiss. Seltzer or Cider? Seltzer. Seltzer. Which would your go-to brand yeah. if you had to? I think I've tried all of them out there at this point. Um, we would love to, to do one in-house, too. Yeah. Put our own little unique twist on it. Yeah. Uh, peanut butter, coffee, and your beer? Coffee. Coffee. Or an Oktoberfest or pumpkin beer? Pumpkin beer. Pumpkin. And then what's your favorite beer glass style to drink out of? Um, I like a snifter. Snifter. All right. Then I asked two questions. So if you could go on any beer vacation, where would it be and why? Ooh. Um, well, I love Asheville. Um, it's one of my favorite places to go for food and beer and just the environment all together. But I've been a few times. Mm -hmm. So maybe somewhere brand new. Um, I know Denver has a ton of breweries. So I think that would be a fun trip. Denver. Yeah, I've heard. I mm -hmm. haven't been there, but, I, you know, it's one of those craft beer meccas that you have to make at one point in your life. And then... Yeah. Who would you most love to have a beer with? If one person could walk in the doors at Chimera and you could sit there and have, you know, some delicious vegan food with, who would it be? Ooh, um, I'm going to say Kamala Harris. 
Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very. I'm uh, so excited about the future and yeah, being able to you know talk about that and just. Madam Vice President. Really good yes. Feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast that promotes other women in um especially in an in industry that is male dominated with craft beer and then obviously mm -hmm. all the vice presidents have been men um it's cool to see a woman and then also you know just think they're gonna do great things and uh awesome for her to break that barrier so um you know i try to do that with this podcast so it's cool to see her do it in a different type of industry but uh, before we go, um, just want you to plug all your social media. Where can people find Chimera? Where can people find like, V-Grits on social media? So just plug it all. Yes. So it's V-Grits. That's V is in Victor and the word Grits. It's an acronym for Vegan Girl Raised in the South. Um, you know, so com. I, I did not know that, but okay. <laughs> Vegan Girl most Raised people, in the South. Most people don't, but yeah. So okay. vgrits.com and then our Facebook and Instagram are just V-Grits. Um, Chimera is chimerabrewing.com. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are both Chimera Brewing. Um, and yeah, please follow us. Yeah, and like I said, I'm a vegetarian, but you know, they make some killer vegan food that you wouldn't even know it's uh, <laughs> vegan. I live five minutes from the brew pub, so um, when days I don't feel like making anything or cooking anything, I definitely go and call in an order and you mentioned the St. Hyena Sour Pale Ale. That's one of my favorite beers from you all. Um, it's, you know, the perfect combination of sour and just the hoppiness or the bitter, the slight hoppiness of a pale ale. Um, so if you're in the Louisville area and you're looking for a place to, you know, get some food while having a good beer um, and you're open and willing to try vegan food, definitely go check out V-Grits, which I now know what it stands for. You know, I sh <laughs> that should have been one of my questions is what's V-Grits, but... I guess I've just known about you all so long. I just figured it was, I figured it was vegan something, but um, right. <laughs> definitely go check them out. Um, you know, it's exciting time for Louisville and Louisville beer with the rebrand. And I think you guys will do great. Um, so thank you for joining me. Um, enjoy the rest thank of this, this beautiful Monday afternoon. And um, you're sitting outside, so you're already enjoying this weather we're having, which is rare in November, but uh, we'll take it. <laughs>